it's so great to see you. Go ahead, get your hands up. Let's praise him. Let's worship him tonight. Don't lose heart, oh my soul, oh my soul. Don't give up, there is hope, there is always hope.
feel darkness shaking All the dead are coming back to life I'm back to life Hear the song awaken All creation singing We're alive Cause you're alive You call me out of the brain You call me into the light You call my name and then my heart came alive Your love is greater Your love is stronger Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me Your love is greater Your love is stronger Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me What a love we found Dead can't hold us down We shout it out We're alive, cause you're alive And what a love we found Dead can't hold us down Shout it out, we're alive, you're alive And what a love we found Dead can't hold us down We shout it out, we're alive, you're alive Your love is greater, your love is stronger Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me Your love is greater Your love is stronger Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me Your love is greater Your love is stronger Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me Your love is greater Your love is stronger Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me
wave to a few people as you take your seats. Welcome to Spring Hills. Welcome to Spring Hills Online. My name is Erica and I serve on the Spring Hills team. We're so glad you're joining us today online. Pastor Brett is bringing you a great message today that will encourage you. If you'd like to give to God through the ministry of Spring Hills, you can do so by going to springhills.org give or by using the link in the description below. To stay up to date on the latest at Spring Hills, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. We pray the service encourages you. Welcome to Spring Hills Online. Well, welcome everybody, and to you who are online, uh, we sure hope, and I hope that uh, what we talk about in this message will really encourage you. Obviously, a lot of us are unsettled. Some of the fears regarding the coronavirus and the uncertainties of the weeks ahead and all of that uh, has uh, given us some fear. So my hope and prayer is to encourage you with a message uh, regarding why you don't need to fear. So... Anyway, you're uh, watching the beginning of a new series called Teach Us to Pray, and uh, this is going to be a series which really will uh, emphasize and illustrate a pattern for prayer. A lot of us uh, are not sure how we should approach our prayer life and uh, how we should approach prayer in groups, etc. So that'll be the whole hope of this new series, which will last four weeks beginning today, um, Teach Us to Pray. On one occasion, Jesus' disciples, the twelve, asked Jesus to teach them to pray. They obviously had noticed how Jesus spent a lot of time in prayer, and they admired that, and they wanted some keys on, uh, from him regarding his prayer life and how to pray. So Jesus teaches them in Matthew chapter 6, and we read this. He responds to their question about prayer. And he says, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. They love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. So obviously, we don't want to pray to be heard by other people. We're not trying to pray to God uh, to impress other people. Really just thinking of the audience of one, our Father in heaven, as Jesus will talk about. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't heap up, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. And so it's not uh, a lot of words that God's interested in as much as he's interested in the relationship. He's interested in our heart. And when we, we don't want to think that we come to God if we repeat phrases over and over again, that somehow that'll get him to hear us. He hears us and he cares about us. Jesus says this in verse 8, don't be like that. Them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So, don't pray to be heard by others. Don't think up, think that repeating phrases or that side of th type of thing will get you more audience with God. Let it be your heart. Now, Jesus gets more specific and He says, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then we'll, I want to catch, catch the last phrase of that at the end of the message, you know, to your 
Uh, to you be the kingdom, uh, the power, the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, here's the pattern I want to give you for prayer. How then should we pray? First of all, begin your prayer with reverence. This is a, an upward look to God. In other words, ask this question, who is God? Whenever you uh, come to prayer, I would encourage you to open your Bible and look at the passage and ask yourself, what does it say about God? And you want to acknowledge that. You want to proclaim that. In other words, begin prayer with a time of worship. Exalt the Lord. Who is he? Um, Jesus gives us this pattern in, uh, when he says this. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy are you. God. You are my Father in heaven. See, this is a proclamation about God's character and God's person. And we should always begin prayer like that. Why is that? Well, because when we begin our prayer with God and His glory and His holiness and His person, when we begin that way, that will shape how our requests are, specific requests, that will come later. But we need to start with God. We need to magnify Him. Now, just by way of illustration, I have some binoculars here. And the way we should pray really is to magnify God. In other words, to really uh, see him and his power, his presence, his um, omnipotence, his omnipresence, his love, his grace, his mercy, his character. We really need to acknowledge all of that and magnify it. And then after we do that, we'll get to our request. Too often, prayer uh, that we have before God is like reversing the binoculars. We really look at God through the wrong side and we minimize him, we shrink him, and when we do that, we end up magnifying our problems, okay? And I see that this can easily happen uh, even in what we're dealing with in our own culture now. We see, we see this problem with the coronavirus, and it's easy to magnify it and to minimize God. Now, we need to do just the opposite. We need to see how great God is and how he can make a difference. All right, so... Let's, let's start this way then with reverence, an upward look. Then, secondly, after we've seen who God is, let's have our own response to who God is by asking the question, how should I respond? How should I respond? Here's how Jesus illustrates it, or what Jesus says in his pattern for prayer. Jesus says, uh, that we should pray this way after we've talked to our Father who's in heaven and holy. We should say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, this is a response to who God is. God, because you are in heaven and because you are holy and my Father I pray this. I want your kingdom to come and your will to be done. I submit myself, Lord, to you. I don't submit myself to my own fears, my own worries or anxieties. No, God, I'm submitting myself wholly and completely to you. And this becomes the response in prayer. So when you open your Bible and you see something about God, then respond to it. You might, you might see a, a passage that says, magnify the Lord, as it is in Psalms. Magnify the Lord. 
and let's exalt his name together. And when you read that, you thank God, and your response is, God, I thank you that I, that I can magnify you. Oh, God, I want you to be big. I want you to be large in my life. I want you to get the attention uh, that it deserves. I want your glory to be known throughout the whole world. So respond. Um, I read in a Max Lucado book about prayer, an interesting um, discovery by sociologists. Uh, sociologists have, dis- have studied mountain climbers, and they've discovered a distinct correlation between cloud cover and contentment. When there's no cloud cover and the peak is in view, the climbers were energetic and very cooperative. When gray clouds eclipsed the view of the mountaintop, though the, the climbers became very sullen and very selfish. Same thing happens to us, Lucato says, as long as our eyes are on his majesty, there is beneath or a bounce in our step, but let our eyes focus on the dirt beneath us and we will grumble about every rock and crevice that we have come across. So respond uh, to who God is. Your kingdom, God, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Thirdly, then, make your request. Make your request. Jesus puts it this way, um, or what should I pray about would be the question we want to ask. And uh, so in Jesus' uh, model prayer, he says, then after you have started with God and his person and had to respond, then make your request, give us this day our daily bread. Very simple request for physical needs, but you can see how things change a little bit um, when you start with God. Um, This is just saying, Lord, I I just need, I just want to trust you for daily bread. That's it. I know you're, you're my all in all. I know you love me as my heavenly father. I know that your kingdom is growing and I'm part of that. And I just ask you uh, that from the bread for today, and I'll trust you for everything else. Um, Also, Jesus says that we had to pray about this. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive, have forgiven our debtors. So in our request, We're getting at our our physical needs and our spiritual needs. Here, we need to experience God's forgiveness in our life, His grace, His mercy. We all mess up. We all uh, fail and make mistakes, wrong thoughts, wrong uh, direction, wrong attitudes, all of that. We need to get our life spiritually right with God. And when we start with God, we know that our spiritual life is paramount and uh, so important to us. He's our Heavenly Father. We want to be right with Him. Forgive me, God, for my debts. You're holy. Lord, and I see your holiness. Would you deal with the stuff in my life that I know is not right? And I see when I start with God, I see my own need much greater, and I can go to Him with it. And also, as I have forgiven my debtors, and so I want to get my relationships right with other people, forgiving them and letting go of debts that I might have against them. So, Lord, uh, take care of my needs, and I trust you for them. And, and take care of my relationships, my relationship to you, and also my relationships to others. And then, uh, finally, uh, in this pattern of prayer is the idea of readiness. Readiness. It's like I've come into a time of reverence for God. I've responded to Him. I have made requests of Him. Now I'm going out 
It's like now I'm going out into the world with readiness. And I'm asking the question, where am I going now? I'm, I've met with God. What am I going to do now? How am I going to go out into the world? Jesus says, lead us not then into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is a readiness prayer. God, I know there's battles out there to face. I know there's difficulties, there's trials. The devil himself trying to trip me up, trying to trip my family up, trying to trip uh, people up that I know. Oh, God, keep me from temptation. I know there's a lot of temptations from, coming from everywhere. Protect me from that. I'm, I'm dependent on you. I know I'm weak in myself. And, and deliver me from evil. could be translated the evil one. Deliver me from the evil one. We know that the real battle in our life, our struggle, is not against flesh and blood, as it says in, it says in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 12, but our real struggle is against principalities and powers in heavenly places. So put on the armor of God is the idea, the full armor of God to take your stand against the schemes and methods of the devil. So this is lead me out, God, lead me out. Now, uh, I want to give you this pattern of prayer um, by suggesting to you the 4-4 pattern of prayer. I got this from Daniel Henderson, who's written uh, extensively on prayer, the 4-4 pattern. Uh, for you who have taken music classes, you're musicians, you know what 4-4 time is. 4-4 time is four beats per measure. And uh, conductors conduct 4-4 time this way. They... They go like this, okay? Like that. So you learn to conduct. If you're at home and you want to do this, you can. It starts out like this, right? We get the everybody focused, and then it's one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. So everybody ready? One, two, three, four. Very good. You're doing wonderful. I can't see you, but I know you're doing well. All right. So what we do, we let's strike up the music. All right, let's get ready in prayer with a 4-4 pattern. Let's start with, okay, reverence for God. That's the beginning. Worshiping Him, praising Him, saying, acknowledging who He is, reverence. And then let's respond. All right, let's respond to who He is in our heart by worship, praise, confession, uh, all of that. Start with worship, then come to response. And then after that, requests, requests, specific requests about our needs, about what's happening in our relationships, about some of the things that are going on in our life, requests. And then let's ready ourselves to go out, all right, to serve God, to be, make a difference in the world, to be salt and light. So reverence, response, requests, readiness and that's why i want you to see the end of this prayer uh and the king james version adds this part in matthew 6 13 second part for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen that's taking us right back to reverence you see so we start with god holy is your name you're my father then we go to a response thy kingdom come Thy will be done. And then we make our request. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive me my debts as I forgive those who trespass against me. And then, then we go into our readiness. Lead me not in temptation, but deliver me for evil. And then right back up. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So prayer should begin with God and end with God. How might this change our whole approach to prayer? Um, a lot of the groups that I have led, prayer groups that I've led, and the groups that I've been in, start not with God, but start with us. And many prayer meetings are like, okay, let's go around and give a prayer request. And it's usually in a legitimate needs, concerns that people have. I'm saying that's great. We want to pray for that. But we shouldn't start there. Otherwise, we're looking at everybody's problems and we're magnifying that. And in many of the prayer requests, or prayer meetings I've led, we've never even gotten to God. It's just been us. So we want to start to follow this pattern in small groups and even your time at home when you pray at home uh, with your family or with a spouse or with friends or in your small groups. Just follow this pattern. Start with God, open Bible, then respond to God, then make your request, and then affirm your readiness to go out. Okay, sound good? Now I want to give you an illustration of this from Psalm 46. I'm going to invite some staff members to come on out and they're going to help me with this. All right, so staff, come on out. Grab a microphone and uh, come up here. And if, you want, if, if you're at home, uh, you are at home, turn in your Bibles to Psalm 23, a very familiar psalm. And we're going to use this as our form, okay, our 4-4 four, four pattern. And I'm going to give some prompting questions, okay, to sort of bring this out. And the staff, welcome staff, say hi to the people at home. Hi. Tell them we miss you and we'll see you soon. We miss you. Yes, all right. So they're going to help me with this. And, um, and then you can join us. So Psalm 23, if you have that on your smartphone or a Bible, or many of you will, will remember this psalm, okay? It says... Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we come to this psalm. And we want to pray according to the 4-4 pattern. Well, first of all, uh, we want to begin with reverence. We want to begin with reverence. So a prompting question that I like to use um, and have used in groups, and even myself, is, God, I praise you for. Okay, I praise you for. So let's all pray that way, and then I'll move us into the second response. But uh, pray with me, would you? And pray with our staff. Lord, I praise you for being my shepherd. God, I praise you for leading me beside still waters. God, I, I just, praise you for restoring my soul. God, I praise you that you are my provider and give me everything that I need. God, I praise you that even when life is hard and I'm walking through dark valleys, which some of our people watching may be in a dark valley right now, I praise you. Now, you don't leave us at a time like that, but you comfort us and you lead us through it. God, I praise you because you are with me. 
Okay, now I hope you can pray. You can add some of that at home. Just, Lord, I praise you for That's how you begin. You begin prayer with an open Bible like this, and it doesn't matter what passage you open to. What does it say about God? Then secondly, your response. And uh, your response might be, God, forgive me for. I mean, in light of who you are, forgive me for. Or, God, I submit myself too, that kind of thing. Or in response, God, in response to who you are, I will, you know, do this or that. So um, let me just begin that way. Now we're going to respond. We've, we've begun with reference now, reverence, and now we're going to respond. Okay, God, uh, forgive me for trusting in myself rather than trusting in you. God, forgive me for looking to other things in life to restore my soul when only you can restore it. God, forgive me for looking, going uh, after my own things and my own desires rather than going to you. God, forgive me for trying to do things on my own instead of relying on your strength. God, forgive me for being afraid when we're facing so many unknowns right now as a community and as a mm -hmm. county, God, forgive me for my fear mm -hmm. and not completely trusting in you and your plan. God, forgive me for not remembering that you are with me always. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I will, from now on, I will think about you being the source of my strength. Instead of insecurity, I'll replace it with knowing that you'll provide everything I need. Okay, I want to move now to specific requests. And you can see that in this 4-4 pattern, start with reverence, then we respond to God. And you're just going to respond, whatever's in it saying about it, you respond to it. Now let's make some specific requests in light of what God has said about himself. So God, I pray for the people of Sonoma County. And that's how we're going to do it right now. And you, you're included in that. So I pray for the people of Sonoma County that they will know you as their good shepherd. And God, even through this uh, hard and difficult time, I, I pray that the people of Sonoma County and our church will see your goodness and your mercy come through. God, I thank you that you prepare a table before us in the midst of chaos. And I pray, God, for our church and the people of Sonoma County that we would sit down at the table that you're yes. offering us and that we would yes. intentionally spend time and dwell um, in your presence. Yes. God, I pray that we continue just to look at you and look to you for comfort, for guidance, uh, just that we can trust you uh, throughout this whole time of fear and all the different chaotic things in our life. God, let us just look to you and only you. God, I pray that the people of Sonoma County and our church yes. would not forget that you are with us, that the mm -hmm. coronavirus shut down schools closing, uh, chaotic grocery store lines, God, that doesn't change the fact that you are with us. So God, may we remember that um, in these mm -hmm. upcoming days. Lord, restore our souls, restore our community, 
to a place of peace and being together and enjoying life and all your goodness. God, restore us and restore our souls. God, I pray you use this crisis for your name's sake. God, not ours, but that through this tragedy, through this difficulty, that we wouldn't forget that everything is ultimately about you and bringing you glory. So, God, I pray for our church that you would lead us on the path of righteousness so that you could be glorified yes. throughout all that we're facing. Yes. Okay. Well, we started. That's good. You can see how, uh, how this pattern of prayer enriches what you ask for and really gets you in line with what, where God's how he's revealed himself and what God's doing. That's a really important part of this. So we begin with reverence and we respond and then we have requests and then we move to readiness, okay, which is the idea of now we're going out. And uh, so, uh, Lord, equip us too would be a good prompting question. You know, equip us too because we're thinking um, you wanna, we want to be used by you and all of that and we're coming out of our time of prayer. So, Lord, I pray you would equip us to be calm, be a source of calm in the midst of many anxious uh, moments in our life. God, I pray that you would equip us to be a light in our community, to show the love that you have for us, just to let it reflect off of us to everyone that we encounter through our daily lives. God, I pray that you would equip us to be generous, that we wouldn't be self-seeking, God, in this time or hoarding for ourselves or bunkering down, but instead, God, we'd have an outward focus of giving because we know that you're our provider and you will always provide. And God, just equip us to, uh, to be able to communicate your love to others, those in need, that we can uh, respond in love, in, in generosity, and also in the peace that you provide, Lord. Just give us, give us your peace and, and through, this, through this time and through this uh, season. God, I pray that you equip us to be patient with one another through all of this chaos, God. Just help us be patient with our friends and our family, our coworkers, all the situations. Just give us patience. Lord, fill us with your goodness, your mercy, that table that David talks about in the psalm, that table. Fill us with your goodness and mercy and equip us to allow that to overflow in our relationships, at home and at work and with our children and with our friends, wherever those relationships are. Just overflow in us goodness and mercy and let us sit down at your table and feast there. You're such a good God. We love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. We love you, everybody, and uh, hope to see you soon. Um, try the 4 4 pattern of prayer. Next week, we'll take one of the prayers of the Bible and show you this pattern in that. We'll do this for this whole uh, series, which will last four weeks. God bless you, and see you soon.